Hello Leo friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Leo September 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. I'm calling the theme of this month, a Triad of Transformation. I'll go into the details as to why and talk about lots of other things relevant for this month. This is for you if Leo is your sun sign, your rising sign, your moon sign, or any other Leo placement you're listening for. What I'm going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. And if you're a very late degree Leo friend, so birthdays around August 15th through the rest of the sign, or Leo degrees around 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Virgo report, as you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. So, alternating months... If you're watching the video version of this and not listening to the podcast, we are looking at the charts. If you're interested in that, you can find um, the Leo September 2023 report on my YouTube channel, Annie Botticelli. If you don't want to look at the charts and you want to just listen to the podcast version, you can find it through Annie Botticelli. Astro Kisses. Okay, so I'm going to hit the highlights of what I see in your chart. And truth be known, there is more than just this triad of transformation, but we're going to start with that because it's very exciting. It's also very exciting to me because I'm a fellow fire sign. I'm a Sagittarius. So anything that's going on in fire is also going on really actively for me. So we're going through this together and I'm very excited. Okay, so let's see what we're looking at here. We're looking at the triad of transformation here, Juno and Leo Venus in Leo and Lilith in Leo. All right, so these three ladies all in Leo. And Lilith here is trining not only Eris, which Eris moves so slowly. Oh my gosh, it's it's inconceivable. So she's been in Aries forever. She's going to be in Aries. She's going to be close to 25 degrees. But the transiting north node is not always at 25 degrees. And Lilith is not always at 25 degrees. So, I mean, like I was saying, I'm looking at the triad because I'm looking at these three base planets here, Juno, Venus, and Lilith, but they're connecting to these other planets. And this is, you know, this is multiple layers of transformation. Okay, so let's, let's break it down. When there are planets in our sign, so for you, you've got Juno, the ruler of partnerships, Venus, ruler of love and romance, and in some cases also partnerships. You've got Lilith. She rules a lot, but she definitely rules. This spunky, young, youthful, vibrant, excited energy that's ready to create change. Okay? Sometimes Lilith gets a bad rap. Um, you know, like she can be jaded or have repressed energy and, you know, there are multiple facets to every different placement. Everything is complex. But it really rules that energy of wanting to make positive change. And what, sometimes the ways we make positive change, some people make it from their anger, meaning they're mad about something and they want to make a difference. Um, you know, some people will push through the anger and then be inspired by the anger rather than, than moving forward with anger. And that is always a better way to go. But regardless... It's this energy of wanting to make positive change. Okay, so you've got all of these energies in Leo, in your sign. And this is aspecting your first house as a Leo. So wanting to make positive change for yourself, wanting to be an inspiration to other people. Venus in your um, first house also helps you to look better and to feel better. Um, and Juno there can help other people to help you. So all of the Leos that I know are very um, generous. You know, Leo the generous lion. Um and this might be a time where some people can help you and you will accept that help in. So at the same time, okay, so we're adding the layers here. The next layer is transiting North Node. 
there's a transiting north node, there's a transiting south node, whatever sign these are in, this is the active eclipse cycle that we're working with right now. As you know, we're wrapping up the Scorpio-Taurus eclipse cycle. The nodes have entered into Aries and Libra as of earlier this year, and this is representing the energy of burning off karma in these areas of life, which have to do with me and we. All right, so transiting North Node is our energy of highest expression in this lifetime. So here's Lilith making the most fabulous aspect in all of astrology in fire energy um, to Lilith. So positive change to live in your highest expression and help other people to do the same. Eris has a lot of connotations with her, and we're not going to go deep into this now, but I see Eris as this amazing bridge between the physical capabilities of humans, the trouble that we've caused doing human things, and the higher exalted spiritual answers and solutions, and our connection and bridge between both of those worlds, our holistic multidimensional being self, and how we can act through the understanding of being multidimensional beings. Okay, so you might have to rewind that and listen to it again. This is my own take on Eris. Um, so basically she is, you know, quote, newly discovered whenever we discover, quote, discover, because again, it's, she's been there. We just didn't know about it. So the planets represent, um, forces that we are working with. And when we're not aware that they are there, they're working very deeply unconsciously. And then as we become aware or conscious of uh, the, the presence of a heavenly body, then that's when it starts making its way into the global consciousness of our experience. So I believe that we're stepping into an era now with the discovery of Eris of the tremendous power that humans have because we are um, the spiritual representative of the divine on the earth. So we have our divine side and we have our human side. So when we tap into that capacity, we truly are, you know, unstoppable beings. And so here Eris is transiting with North Node conjunct, like what? I really need to do a separate video on that. We'll think about that. But in the meantime, Leo has got the benefit of, of me talking about this. Okay, so all of this is happening. It's trining Lilith in your sign, in your first house. So the spark of incredibly positive change, multidimensional awareness, stepping into your path of highest expression and helping others to do the same. It's this triad of transformation that is um, that is happening at this time. Now, I could go a lot into all of that. As you can see, it's pretty deep. But there are other things to talk about, and I want to get on to all of that too. So I'm going to go in order here. We covered this. Now, oh, and by the way, you know, Venus is not usually in Leo for so long. It's been in there. She's been in there from June 2023. She'll be in there until October. Generally, she'll blow through a sign very quickly, but because she's been in retrograde, you're getting the benefits of having, you know, delicious Venus in your sign working on things. And hopefully you've been getting lots of kisses from her. All right, the next house that's accentuated for you is the second house of money and finances and self-sufficiency. You've got very hardworking, disciplined Virgo there. The sun acting as a spotlight might show you the problems that you have with your finances will also show you the solutions that you have. Mercury there can bring big communications and information about money. Pallas Athena can also bring a voice to something having to do with finances. And again, this when we talked about here, this inspiration, this is inspiration for positive change for yourself, but this also can be for other people. So, you know, becoming an advocate for somebody financially, um, something having to do with, you know, lending your 
very vibrant voice to help others in the arena of um, finances and, and self-sufficiency. But at bare minimum, she can make you be very bold. And so she can help you to take your life by the, the reins and, you know, using that sun to see any problems you have in your financial consciousness or experience and doing something about it. And all this beautiful, disciplined, persistent, hardworking uh, Virgo energy can help you to get through tedious administrative stuff or just kind of like do your budget sheets, you know, go, go over with a fine tooth comb where you're losing money, what you're spending on money, what you're spending money on and how you can stretch the money you have more and how you can earn more by doing less work, by being more efficient. This is a, a storyline that we all have, um, available to us in a long-term way that as we become more efficient, we can do more living and less, you know, trying to work to get to that point. Okay, so the next thing of note that's happening is that, oh, and by the way, this Virgo energy can kind of be, can also be like reality check. So you've got all the vibrant creative energy of, of Leo, which can just be, you know, really in the inspiration spirit mode. And then this Virgo energy can be very much, you know, it's just like practical things that you have to do like, oh, okay, you have a leak in your garage, right? you got to deal with that. Um, you know, you've got wood rotting on the side of your house, you got to deal with that. You know, just those kind of things are really well, um, well aspected right now. All right. So the next layer is that Mars has now entered Libra. Wherever Mars is, I call Mars the zodiac, the um, border collie of the zodiac, and you get like hot on that, those topics. So we look at the sign and we look at the house. The sign that Mars is in is Libra. So you may find yourself getting very focused on relationships, and we'll talk about some long-term, longer and deeper energy that's happening. Um, on that topic later. This is a more superficial, quicker moving one. But, you know, just really looking to have other people be helpful to you and you help other people and working in unison with others. You're seeing that through Juno in your um, first house. You're seeing it through Mars. And this is, uh, and we have Ceres also there. And of course, the transiting south node, which is opposing the north node, which we talked about at length before. All right. So Ceres is a goddess of the harvest that if you're, if you're looking in the video, you can see that she looks like a, her symbol is like a sickle. It looks like a question mark with a cross, but it's a sickle. It's a, it's a thing that's used to, to cut wheat or grains. And she, she's talking about harvest. Okay. So this is a time of harvest from communication that you've made. Like, let's say you've been highly communicative with people. And because of that um, time you've put in, because this is the house of communication, this third house that's being aspected. So let's say you building relationships with people and staying in touch with people now can bring you in really great benefits. Not that you were doing it for that per se, but you know, time that you put into communicating with other people or sharing information with other people or gathering information, can, you can start to um, experience a lot of harvest for that. So it's a nice harvest time as it relates to communication and transportation. So let's say you've been saving to buy a new car. You're now getting closer to the time when the stars are better for that. Um, so September 3rd, you, uh, Venus goes direct. That she'll have her shadow until October 7th. So as the month goes on, you'll have a little more clarity with big purchases and you'll still have that Venus retrograde lingering energy to get some good deals. Mercury is retrograde until the 15th. So a little hard to make plans, a little lack of clarity in some areas that, that um, post shadow transit goes through the 30th. So you can see really the picture of the month is as the month goes on, you're getting more clarity in the areas 
where Venus and Mercury might have been making some things murky. So you'll notice a lot of things start blazing forward in that arena. Now at the same time, September 4th, Jupiter goes backwards. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. So you'll see certain things cooling off and certain things heating up. Okay, so if something, the best way to use this energy is if you notice, wow, that just went flat. One that can't, you know, can't understand why all of a sudden it's not moving forward. Instead of making yourself crazy about it, go with the things that are moving forward. Because these other planets are dictating certain things that they, you know, want to be advanced for you. And if you're trying to mess around with the things that aren't, aren't going to happen right now, you'll waste your time and you'll get frustrated. Okay, so back to this, you know, making purchases. So this is communication devices. Um, cars, things like that. As the month goes on, you'll have better energy for clarity around those big purchases. But, you know, if your intuition or a deal or fate has put you in front of it earlier in the month, then just make sure you read paperwork very carefully. Okay, so this transiting south node in Libra is really, for, for years, you know, this is going to be happening, and this really got launched in the spring or of this year or fall for you all down under is about burning off karma and relationships. And karma comes from belief systems. You know, I personally believe that we can we can transmit, we'll figure this, this will be confirmed at some point, I'm sure. But when we're looking at genetic um, data, if somebody had, that we basically have ancestral karma, and it doesn't matter whether you believe in reincarnation, you can get karma straight from your blood. And things that people believed or did in your karmic line, you have all of that within your, you know, unconscious. And so if someone had a belief about relationships that you tend to be perpetuating, maybe it was an immediate family member and it's obvious, maybe it was a prior family member. But either way, this is a time, you know, over these next years and really getting strong now because we are in eclipse season now. October has the two eclipses, um, the final Taurus Scorpio uh, ending from the end of 2021 till the end of 2023 now. We've been in a storyline there. We'll talk more about that next month. But this is, you know, four to six weeks before the eclipses is eclipse season. So you're going to see a lot of dramatic closures coming from those two-year two storylines. And you're going to see a continuation of the storylines that started, you know, earlier this year, which are in really good angle for us. Those Taurus-Scorpio um, eclipses weren't really <laughs> easy for fire signs. But the Aries-Libra um, eclipse cycle is in good angles for Leo and other fire signs. So this is very exciting. But the main premise here is that you're burning off karma about relationships by clearing up the things that, you know, the, the belief systems that are causing you trouble. If you believe something, you create something. And, you know, this is what's happening. So there'll be lots of opportunity for that. Okay, now earlier I alluded to um, more relationship karmic stuff. So here's another layer Pluto, even though it's just dipped back temporarily here in, um, into Capricorn, it's still really sitting right at the beginning of Aquarius energetically, and that's opposing your sign. All right, so if you're looking at the chart, you can see this cross in the chart. If you're not, I'll describe it. There's a line in the chart that, cro that divides the chart from right to left, and there's a line in the chart that divides the chart from top to bottom. The houses or fields of experience that we have as humans that sit in those cross sections are the first, the fourth, the seventh, and the tenth. Okay, so it's basically first is self and body, fourth is home and family and housing, seventh is relationship, and tenth is work, community, or um, work or, you know, vocation or your place out in the world. So whenever any outer planet, like Pluto, is a very big, very big, powerful uh, planet, 
doesn't matter if it's a dwarf planet or not. It's not relevant here. Sitting on your seventh house cusp, it's bringing in faded relationships. Um, death, birth, transformation, rebirth. In some cases, it's been um, literal. In some cases, it's been figurative deaths. You know, the closures of things, the closures of patterns. But either way, you're going through a very strong learning curve of faded relationships and faded experiences that are going to help you burn off those contracts and burn off, um, you know, the karma. And then you'll have a long time of Pluto moving through your seventh house, continuing this, but it's extra strong right now in the time that it's teetering along this cusp. Because not only is it bringing the energy there to your relationship space, it's opposing your first house cusp. Okay, so stuff for you versus stuff for other people. 180 degree angle that's got you juggling things. Wow, loud playing. Sorry about that. All right, so then it's making a 90 degree angle to the 10th house cusp, and it's making a 90 degree angle to the 4th house cusp, which is putting this transformation either at odds or creating disturbances or things to be dealt with regarding work and home. You know, so you're truly at a crossroads. These are crossroads energies, and Leos are at crossroads, and you'll notice that. I mean, if you're a, um, July-born Leo, you're feeling this most strongly right now, but in the whole house chart, all Leos are feeling this. You know, there's a layer of truth of this. In the Placidus chart, the later you are in the sign, the later into the transit of Pluto, which will be decades, you know, you'll get like the big, the big things. But on some level, you know, this is crossroads for um, all the Leo placements because of this. So just, you know, if you're feeling that, then now you kind of can understand why. Okay, so we talked about these Aries planets. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about these Aries planets as it relates to where they are in the chart. This is the ninth house. Okay, so we talked about the North Node, Aries, Chiron. The moon is there at the time of the beginning of the month of September, but that's going to pass quickly, so we're not really going to talk about that. So the point is you have a full ninth house, and those energies are trining things in your first house. So you may be noticing that you're ready to enrich your life through education. The ninth house is education or teaching. If you've been gathering a lifetime of knowledge and you're ready to teach, you can redefine your image, which is your first house cusp, and what you're known as by, okay, now you're a teacher. Uh, and there's so many different ways to do that. It used to be if you wanted to be a teacher, you had to work within a, a school institution, and it certainly can rule that as well. But now, you know, it's limitless the ways that you can be in a teacher role. So either you're going to redefine yourself through teaching or you're going to redefine yourself through learning so that you'll, you'll have that redefinition come later. So you might find that you're getting into an educational program. And this third house energy, when I said that border collie of the Zodiac Mars, getting you hot on something or obsessed with something that's in the other house of education. So you might find that you, there's something that you want to study and you're bonkers for it. And that this could be a really good time to join a school program or, you know, for your present expansion of work, or for your future expansion of work, or to start out as a hobby, which may eventually turn into something financial. So, you know, it's very lit up. And international travel, if you've been wanting to take international trips, people think you can't go um, travel when Mercury's in retrograde. That's not true. What's hard about Mercury retrograde is that plans tend to shift. And if you have to box in, you know, you'll find yourself, if you plan travel during Mercury retrograde as, you know, September is covered in that energy, it gets lighter towards the end, you might find that you're changing plans a lot or that it's called into question or you're not going to know until like right the last minute or it will come spontaneously and then happen quickly or whatever, you know, so 
you may see that that happens. And there may or may not be a relationship with your work, your current work with that. Okay, I had said that we would talk about Jupiter a little bit more. Jupiter has been expanding since May, expanding your work and career sector, possibly giving you multiple jobs or multiple interests. The 10th house rules your work, your career, your vocation, but it also rules your place out in the world, which may or may not be linked to earning money. There are some people that are very well known for something and they don't have a bundle of money coming in from it, right? This is like what you do, whether you're making money or not. So if you're retired and you don't have to make money, this can be the passion project. This can be, you know, your place out in the world. And this is father figures. So there could be something going on with father figures as well. But in any case, Jupiter started expanding. So I said Jupiter is going to go retrograde September 4th, but not to worry about this because even though some people see like a cooling down of, of ambitions when Jupiter goes retrograde. I know I do because I'm an ambitious person by nature and I have a lot of fire in my chart. And when Jupiter goes retrograde, I don't want to do anything, (laughs) which is weird for me. You know, I'm like, if I didn't know what was going on, I would think there was something wrong with me, which is why I'm mentioning it to you. So if you notice that in September and even towards the end of August or something, you're like, oh, I don't really care. I don't want to do it. Ah, whatever. Then, you know, then maybe Jupiter is just kind of rolling things back a bit for you to evaluate your direction and what you want to do. And so Jupiter will be retrograde until the end of December, December 31st. So you've got, you know, three and a half months of, um, of a time when things that were very, very quickly expanding may cool off. And like I said before, if you don't chase it and you just kind of go with the things that are moving forward, then it can do its thing. Because really what Jupiter wants to do in retrograde is to give you a break, let you rest on your laurels a little bit, help you to redefine and redirect where you're going to go, you know, in the the arenas that Jupiter is influencing. And to really make sure that you have a strong enough foundation to rise higher. Because if you've ever passed by a building that's being built, the deeper they go, the, the higher the building is going to be, the deeper they have to go in the ground to give the counterbalance for its support. So like when they're building skyscrapers in the city, they're going really down there to build those supports so that it can go higher. And this is, this is the kind of thing that's going on here. It's like outer planets and their retrogrades tend to test feasibility for future growth. And in this case, it's, you know, excessive expansion. So if you don't have enough underground strength for your skyscraper to be built, it's going to topple. So this is a time where you're checking for sustainability and, um, you know, so that you can, when, when it, the push comes again, then you know where you're going to push, what the, you know, what's happening, how you're going to align your efforts. And, you know, you can go further at that time. Jupiter in Taurus has very much been about getting more discerning and defined with your efforts rather than being all over the place. So you might have fewer efforts that you put more into rather than, you know, getting your fingers in a lot of pudding pies. Okay, I gave you a few dates. I'm going to give you a few more. Always remember that if you like these dates, you definitely want to sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com because um, I give you all kinds of dates in the newsletters, especially my write-up of the of the month to come, one month early with the sweet dates, the salty dates, my favorite aspects, the ones to be aware, awareful and careful of, as I like to say. But I do also always give you dates in the report. And if you're happy with that, that's fine. If you want more, then you know, sign up at AnnieHelpsYou.com. Okay, so September 3rd, Venus goes direct, clear. The post-transit's clear October 7th. September 4th, Jupiter's in retrograde. 
It's retrograde until December 31st. Mercury goes direct September 15th. It's clear September 30th. We've got the new moon in Virgo September 14th at 21 degrees. Uh, and that will be a new, be- that's happening for you in your house of finances. So all that other stuff that we talked about, you know, new beginnings for your self-sufficiency and your income. Then September 29th, we have a full moon at six degrees of Aries. And this is in your travel teaching learning, um, horizon broadening sector. All of you will feel the goodies from that Aries full moon at the end of the month. But those of you who are July born or closer to six degrees, um, you'll feel that even more. I'm going to give you the dates for the moons in October because these are the eclipses that we are feeling now. Okay. So October 14th, we've got 21 degree Libra solar eclipse. This is the second eclipse in that Aries Libra eclipse cycle that I referenced earlier. All about relationships, um, all about your third house. We talked about that. If you want to get more insights into how that may manifest, I'll talk about it more in the October report, but you can go to my homepage, Annie Botticelli on YouTube, look for the eclipse playlist, look for eclipses in Libra, and then also look for eclipses in Gemini or third house, because that's where it will be for Leos. Then October 28th. And remember, we're giving you these dates because eclipse season starts four to six weeks before the actual eclipse. So that puts all of September in the heat of eclipse season when those changes and the drama and the endings and, you know, feeling like your fingers in an electric socket and all of that's going to be happening in September. So if we wait till October, you're going to not be prepared and you're going to wonder what the heck is going on, which is why I'm mentioning it now. So October 28th, we have that final Scorpio-Taurus eclipse, which is a five-degree Taurus full moon lunar eclipse. And so you can look up um, eclipses in Taurus. And you can also look up eclipses in um, Capricorn or 10th house, because that's the house it will be in for you. And that will get all of those videos will get you good and ready to understand the possible implications of this eclipse cycle, which will be in full force in September and October, and then linger into November. If you have burning astrology questions and you're interrupted in your learning process as an independent learner because you don't have any place to ask them and you don't have a cohesive system, I can help you with that. Go to beastropro.com, beastropro.com. Sign up for my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. Even if you don't want to do it professionally, it will give you everything you need to help yourself, your friends, your family. And if you want to earn money from it, I'm good at that too. So I can teach you how to do that. So you can check it out there. And we've got the forum there where you can ask questions as you come up. I think part of, I mean, obviously I was destined to do astrology, but I think part of what helped me to succeed is that I had a friend and teacher who, whenever I got confused about something, no matter how small or big, I was able to ask and push through it and not get stuck forever on one important concept that you know would block learning. So if you need that type of support, then go to beastropro.com, beastropro.com. If you want more free goodies from me, go to anniehelpsyou.com. Check out my VIP community, which you can join for free. You can check out my written horoscopes and other blogs, and you can join my secret star portal where there's over a year of archives of exclusive content. Um, My Jupiter through Taurus through for all the signs series, my Saturn and Pisces, how to make tough trends. It's easier. You can see all that at anniehelpsyou.com with the secret star portal. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye.